Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast, bringing you another glorious Zoom meeting. Uh, we're still on Corona. Um, me and John are going through midlife crises, but today, our guest, the illustrious, the glorious, the sexy, Brooke Dalton. <laughs> proprietor of the 86 art gallery house uh host and uh three-time winner maybe of the uh 86 scavenger hunt um of local victoria yeti legend um Holy how are you buddy i guess technically anyway how are you brother i'm good man hey hey john do you want to wait for craig to start this thing going or uh <laughs> oh, that is Craig. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is a new Craig. Yep, it's a new me. Craig. Uh, I'm okay, man. Four-day camping beard. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hanging in there. It's, it's definitely, like we said, weird times. But uh, trying to be as positive as possible and grinding through this thing. Have, uh, you're, you're, uh, you play in bands, band. Have any of your bands, like, practiced, rehearsed, done any kind of anything? Uh, no. Anything? Is anybody doing anything? You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that we're not doing anything. We were in kind of a, a little bit of a different situation because we started recording the new album um, at the beginning of the year. Um, so I laid down all my drum tracks in like late February or something like that. And then this thing hit. And uh, so the way that we always do it is I track the drums and then Jason from the Spires takes it and, um, you know, tracks all the guitars and everything, vocals and everything like that. So it kind of lined up with that where I got to get that out of the way. And so he's just been uh, chipping away at it and working at it during this whole time. So yeah, there is activity, but for me personally, no, I haven't, I have it. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I miss it, man. It's, yeah. it's, another, it's another thing that went away, and I just can't wait for it to come back. Yeah, it's a trip, man. I mean, it, especially, like, if you're lucky enough to really get something out before it all went down, like, it, yeah. it, how have you been with, like, uh, creativity? I'm in a total slump, dude. Like, really? I just don't have to have a record coming out in July. Like, it's already been done and all that, you know what I mean? So that's cool. It's keeping me going. Getting this thing back off the ground has been kind of keeping me going. But like musically, dude, I've been so I can't I can't even seem to pick up my guitar, dude. It's it's a trip. Yeah, I I I hear you. I mean, one thing that um, I have been doing a little bit more is writing. Um, mm. So not so much music, but I've been I've been writing some stuff. I had actually had a um, a poem published in a, in the new uh, uh, magazine that came out this week um from x-ray book company so uh that's that's cool i mean i wrote it a, a little while ago but it's cool to have it come out a little bit of a um you know light a fire under my ass and maybe do some more of that so uh yeah but i think i think a lot of it is just the general mood right like if you're if you're if you have this kind of wet blanket over you it's kind of hard to maybe motivate and pick up your guitar and 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 get creative or something i don't i don't it's know just, it's just uh like it seems so it, it's weird to say this at this point it just seems so not important you know yeah kind of a little bit yeah 
I mean, yeah. my entire life, my entire life, as you guys both know, is music and shows and bringing people together. And it's like the furthest thing from my mind, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what's really on my mind anymore. There's so much yeah. going on. It's like, it's a, uh, it's daunting. It's a daunting time right now. Yeah, it's really weird. I'm finally now just starting to get like the juices flowing and starting to feel I, I need deadlines, dude. I need pressure and I need deadlines. So right. if I don't have a real goal to work towards, I don't fucking work at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I'll throw together a song in three days <laughs> if I have to. You know, it won't be good, but it'll be you know, it'll be a song or something. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's crazy because I know you're so heavily involved in the art world on top of all that. Have you you found some time? Have you been like talking to artists and, and seeing how well they're all doing. For those of you who don't know, Brooke has a house that in Ventura, it's legendary. The parties have been legendary, always been respected, but every single piece in the house has an 86 in it uh, due to the address 86. Um, but um, it's, it, you know, so, I mean, it, it's, it's, an, it's art an art gallery. gallery. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine how many fucking artists you have contacts for, but some amazing ones. You know, actually, at the, yeah. at the end, I, I'd like you to give us, like, a little tour around some of the cool pieces. What? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, what, has, what, okay. what is some of the things that the art world has, ha has done to adjust? Like, what have some well, artists been doing? I'm sure, I mean, like, every fact of life is adjusting. Yeah. You know, yeah. what is something that well, artists are doing? Um, well, to Craigie, real quick to answer your, your question real quick. I have been in contact. I went through like when this thing first hit and I was I got I was furloughed for a month and then I worked from home for about five or six weeks. So during that time, I kind of made it a point to reach out to two, three, four people just to touch base, see how, make sure everyone was, uh, you know, hanging in there. Even if it was someone I maybe didn't talk to that often, I made it a point to kind of just send them a text or something, let them know I was thinking of them. Yeah. Um, but I also took it, you know, like, like financially, I didn't really get hit. And that sounds lame to say, but it's true. Yeah. I, I'm lucky people, in that way. I'm lucky yeah, in that way, too. Yeah, a lot of people did. A lot of people did. And uh, so, I mean, imagine being an artist. The first thing that goes in a situation like this is, is uh, you know, high-end kind of glamour purchases, right? So people are going to, whatever, if they're saving up for a Jaguar, they're not going to buy a Jaguar anymore. Yeah. People kind of randomly buying a $1,000 uh, oil painting, that's not going to happen either when you don't know if the next time you're going to have uh, steady work, maybe. Right. So I wasn't really in that boat. I'm thankful for that. But I also wanted to be conscious about maybe sharing that a little bit. So I did turn around during this time, and uh, I continued to uh, – I commissioned a piece, like one piece from an a artist that I really respect a lot. It hasn't arrived yet, but um, – her name is Annie Owens. She's really great. You should look her up. She's the editor of uh, High Fructose Magazine. Oh, okay. Um, there's another piece uh, coming soon. So right now, like, I have two in the pipeline, you know. But I wanted to uh, kind of – I didn't want my life to get so uh, abnormal or just different if I couldn't – if I could help it, you know. So I didn't want that to kind of shrivel up and dry up just because it kind of made sense on paper for that to be the case. But like I said, I wasn't really – affected you know and i don't have kids that i'm worrying about feeding or anything like real yeah. life problems that a lot of my friends have so um yeah i, I put, actually put a lot, a lot of thought into that and wanted to keep that going so i'm glad i did i'm i'm, I'm excited to see these pieces and uh what, what's going to come of it yeah uh, johnny a lot of stuff um i mean you can imagine a lot of these gallery openings are turning into online it's kind of like 
everything else, Comic-Con or what are these big things that used to just be a big uh, hubbub of people gathering is now online. They still try to do it. I don't think it has the same um, impact or, you know, the saying in the, in the, in the musical instrument world is, can you smell it? When you just like you buy something online, it's like, yeah, but if you can't play it or touch it or feel right. it, you don't really, really know what you're getting. So yeah, you're looking at good photos or good videos of art pieces, but, a lot of the the selling power of those uh, gallery openings or exhibits is is being there and seeing it, you know. So they're trying, they're yeah. trying. I don't, I don't know how the percentage of uh, success they're having compared to the old ways, but um, it's definitely still chugging along to some degree. Yeah. Have you heard any heard of any anyone doing anything where you're like that's a fucking pretty creative way to do it? You know, what I mean, besides doing online or you um, know, anything think- like that. I've seen people do like um, much more um, process videos and stuff, yeah. you know, whereas before it was kind of like more of like an unveiling, like you have no idea. And here's, here's everything all at once, you know, with the, the, the final product. Um, I think a lot of ways that some artists are kind of um, keeping the interest alive or staying busy at least is showing, showing processes from beginning to end and then you kind of get more invested in it and you might be more interested in buying something. Yeah, I want, you know, that makes sense, too, because, you know, when you, you know, when you think about, like, the process it makes, you know, take, you know, it takes someone 100 hours to make a painting, you know what I mean, or something like that. It's like, you don't, you know, you can see it, and then you see them list it for $50,000, and you're like, you're out of your fucking mind, (laughs) but they, you didn't realize it took a thousand man hours into it. So when you're, like, actually, like, like, producing that kind of stuff online, it's, people are really starting to see how it's like from beginning to end created you it have to have a little more bite to it you know what I mean? yeah 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 and it's hard to realize too like you said people look at uh final products and they just see um you know it is what it is and they have no background with it but you with these processes you also kind of realize the training or the schooling that they might have had so yeah you say 100 hours to make a painting but it might have taken them five years of art school to get to start that right that right 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 painting, so you know? Yeah. You're kind of paying for all of it, you know? Yeah, that's a trip, dude. I mean, that's, that's it's just pretty incredible, you know? Um, think, think about, and not just not just art, but I mean, work and, and this and, and whatever else, man. Think if this pandemic would have hit in the 80s or or the 90s, <laughs> you oh. know? Like, with, like, no pre-internet days, no Zoom, no no nothing. Everything would have been communicated by phone call or or whatever. I mean, I think things like, art galleries for instance would just completely dried up i i don't know i mean it, at least we have the opportunity to try to be creative to get around this thing now. yeah more creative than we would have 20 years ago that's for sure yeah for sure man it's uh, it's uh, I, I always wonder like how with the internet and all that stuff i mean it's just it's been able to explode the art world you know what i mean over the last way how did you get into like i know you've always been into art but how did you get into like literally collecting art with 86 on i never i've, I've a million times i've been to your house i don't think i've ever really <laughs> asked you how like what are the, what is the genesis of you starting to do this kind of stuff i um a lot of the blame can be put on andy proctor you know andy mm-hmm. yeah Andy's a really great artist. He's he's probably literally my oldest friend. Um, and Andy and I always kind of grew up together, like kind of getting into stuff 
like he'd get into something and share it with me. We'd both get into it. And then I'd get into something, whatever it was, books, comic books, uh, whatever, you know? And so he started, because he's a good artist, started getting into like this underground, uh, mostly LA at the time, but uh, this, you know, like the, the uh, kind of the juxtaposed scene before there was a juxtaposed scene. You know, he was, he was in at the very, very beginning of this stuff. And so he started taking me to shows down there. And, um, and I just kind of got hooked along with him at the same time. Um, you know, this place, this house, 86 was kind of really starting to turn into like a community based hangout spot, party house, whatever you want to call it. But, um, people kind of just felt comfortable coming here, being here and, um, you know, for art and music and just, yeah. and friends and talent in general, I think it was just, uh, uh, a healthy good fun place to 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 be for a lot of people so at the time uh kind of a big problem with the art world like kind of what i was just saying because this was like 96 um yeah. was it was it was really hard for artists especially artists who might have been doing some kind of more underground type stuff to get their uh, their work seen you know in a, in any sort of fashion because the magazines weren't out the websites weren't out um or not so much. Um, and so it, it just kind of turned into Andy and I talking like, well, there's a lot of people coming through this place and wouldn't it be kind of cool if uh, we could kind of promote artists through this place. And then I, you know, I just had the idea of like a shared theme for a gallery type of a thing, but I was kind of throwing spaghetti against the wall. There was no pieces at the time. It's just something like, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be kind of cool if, you know, Right. And, uh, and then the next thing I know, he does this, uh, this really cool painting and he threw an 80, there's a big 86 in it and he just gave it to me. So it was above the mantle for a while. And then it turned into, uh, you know, the next person comes along and sees it and, and kind of hears the story. And I'm like, yeah, I think a lot of it is, is a, it, it kind of gets in their brain and their psyche a little bit. And even if they're maybe not in, artists, I'm talking about uh, interested at first, they kind of go home or maybe they start working on the next project and it kind of comes to the surface a little bit like, Oh, what if I, let me, I could put it here or I could put it there. Right. And they just kind of get their own ideas going around it. So it kind of just started snowballing, man. It started with a, a kind of a localized uh, scene. There's like a lot of local artists were contributing and, and, and happy to be involved with it. And it was very reciprocal. I was always like, um, you know, if they had any events coming up or they had any info they wanted to share, then I would help spread the word about them and get that out there. And so, yeah, I got to help people, you know, get other jobs here and there through it or whatever, or, or make some sales here and there. So, um, so yeah, but then it just kind of, it, it, it got, it got bigger and wider than that, than just the, uh, the local stuff. So it, it kind of all started, that all started with um, Eric White who's my favorite artist in the whole world. And uh, I just wrote him one day. I was like, I just thought like, what's the worst that can happen? He's going to say no. Yeah, he's going to shoot you down. Yeah. Big deal. Like, yeah. He can't say no if I don't ask him. So, uh, so I told him what, what we had going on and I, and I asked him and, and he did a piece. And I think that was kind of the, uh, the impetus for all these other big names in the lowbrow art world. Cause I was like, wow, he did one. <laughs> what shit okay and then uh, i just started started getting a little bit out of control at a point so 
Yeah, no, I mean it's it's incredible. It's it, when you when you really see like the house that you've created there is such an incredible like incredible culture of creativity and inspiration. You know, because it, you can't walk through the walls of your like through the rooms in your house and not look at the sheer amount of talent on the walls and go like, "Fuck, man, I gotta get to work." You know what I mean? Like every and you know I was thinking about it the other day because. I was passing by your house and I hadn't been over there in months, obviously at this point, you know, life and COVID and all that bullshit. And I thought, man, I got to fucking go over to see pro because every time I feel drained, like creativity, like creatively, or that, you know, I have to come over and hang out and see you guys. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. at your house, I mean, you believe that a, a space like holds energy kind of right. I mean, oh, yeah. your house is absolutely created that and, and you've done it with the scavenger hunts and the Visigoths and the, all the events that you do, you know what I mean? You're on your, what, fifth generation of kids that are, you know what I mean, growing up through your house. It's not sound creepy or anything, but, I mean, it really is, like, it's pretty incredible. Like, every 10 years, there's a cycle new, a few, you know, new people that come in, and you're, like, new artists, new musicians, and everyone's meeting each other, and your house has been the hub for that for, I don't 20, 22 years at this point, you know what I mean? Yeah. The stories, it goes from, like, animal house stories to, like, incredible stories of, uh uh who was it the guy from uh crooked fingers or whatever that played that you're, you know oh, what I mean? yeah. eric I mean, bachman yeah. yeah eric bachman doing living room shows and you know what i mean like that stuff's so fucking rad i mean for you to be able to continually create that culture for people is and for no real value in itself besides just the fact to do it i mean i that's and that's one of the reasons i love you man you know what i mean it's because you really you've in all the years you've never ever strayed from for the people you know art for the people and you know, doing the thing you want to do because you want to help people out, you know, and I just, I respect the shit out of it. It's awesome. Well, thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. I, you know, I, I really, I get to wake up every day in my, in my favorite gallery, you know, I, right. I, I got I to walk down to, to, to get in my car and I get to, you know, pass uh, these pieces that I never get tired looking at. I'm always thankful. I, I'm, I'm never, ever not going to be thankful for, for, what's happened to the walls at this place you know it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty amazing and i say all that as a man that's run through your house in a viking suit with a sword you know what yeah. I mean? it's, yeah. it's the amount well, of sheer chaos that's come out of that place it's gotten live over there a few times it's, it's gotten live. wild i might i might be personally responsible for at least three of the five times the cops have showed up oh yeah <laughs> yeah well, what do you mean right. might that's right. No, yeah, that's right. I remember the cops. The cops got called because you were dressed as a Viking in the front yeah. yard, and I hacked that neighbor's bush in half. Remember? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. It was like yeah. it was like ten in the morning, and Craigie and Matt were just super oh. drunk on cheap whiskey, and they're like oh. hacking my neighbor's rose bushes. Yeah, and then they had a chicken on the end of the sword, and they mm -hmm. and then the neighbor came out, and Craig yelled something like "You're next," yeah. and ran off. Yeah, out. yeah. He was looking at me all weird, dude. <laughs> he was looking at him all funny. You know what I mean? It's yeah. We came to that. We came to that hunt to fuck shit up, dude. And we did. I mean, I had to hand out a million apologies the next day. <laughs> How many apologies? I threw my own bandmate on the ground like as hard as I could. You know? Poor guys. But yeah, I mean, it's just so awesome, you know. Let's. Uh, can we talk about about John's? leg and what's going to happen to his life in the next yeah week or so. john what tell us i see your wheelchair in the background what happened tell us right. also, happy, happy birthday, birthday by the way it's a, it's a knee rover okay i can put my knee on it and i can scoot around all of the doctor's offices have been impressed very impressed by it 
Uh, uh, so basically, you, I was bunny hop on that thing. So yeah, I could. Desmond tries to. You can take time. some curbs, dude. You Brody so, on? I uh, look. This is like, <laughs> this is like straight up Utah Jazz fan white on what happened to my foot. Okay, this is what happened. So, uh, my kid's birthday party at my parents' house. My parents have a pool with a diving board. I didn't go swimming the whole day. The whole day. Didn't go swimming. Uh, literally the last 30 minutes were there. I'm like, everyone's swimming in the pool. I'm like, I'll jump in. I'll do some cannonballs, you know? I'm going to be fun, Dad. Here we go. <clears throat> go jump good. Go jump good. Third jump. Go. And, like, you know, you, 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 know, you do your little – your little baby steps, and then you jump to the end of the diving board. I was doing the baby steps, and I went to go, and I went to jump, and I slipped. And as I slipped, my right foot caught at the end of the diving board, and just like went, whoosh, just like you know, not fun. Mm. And I just like so instead of like feet up, fall back, you know, fall back on the diving board and just like roll in. I like catch myself and then I crumble and I just fall into the pool. <laughs> Not even a good right? fall. Yeah, I just like fall into the pool and I'm just like, oh my God, I feel it right away. And I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God. And I get up and I crawl out of the pool and I'm just like, oh my God, this is fucking bullshit. And I'm like, I could walk on it. It didn't feel broken. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm like, it doesn't feel broken, but it also does kind of feel broken. Like, you know, so I, this is, this is 90 miles away from my house and everyone's like, well, I'll take you to the hospital here. And I'm like, no, I'm going home. And if I go to the hospital, I'm going out there. You know what I mean? So yeah. got a ride home, went to urgent care the next day. They took, uh, they took their freaking x-rays, you know, they take their x-rays and they're like, oh, it's not broken. It just has this little like, but there is this part right here that we're kind of worried about. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, we'll check with the orthopedic doctor. If they don't hear, but we don't hear back from them, you're probably fine. We'll wrap you up. And we'll send you to the orthopedic next week. Anyways, cool. Didn't hear from them. Fast forward to next week, which was this last Monday. And I'm like, oh yeah, it just feels like a really bad sprain. Go in there. Doctor's like, all right, cool. Yeah, look at this. See this? We got to have surgery on that. We're having surgery this Friday. And I'm just like, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> oh, like, well, like, I wasn't really like, yo, yo, yo. I was like, I, when, when I'm in official rooms like that, I don't do well. Yeah. You know, just like white walls, official buildings, yeah. people that kind of have a little bit more control over you than you do, uh -huh. you know? Uh -huh. So like when that starts happening, I'm just kind of like, okay, okay, cool. All right, cool. All right, I got to have surgery. All right, nothing I can do about this. Let's get the <laughs> fuck out of here. You know what I mean? And my mom, I took my mom uh, with me because, you know, I'm fucking almost 40 years old. And my mom has to go with me to the doctor because I don't listen to the doctor. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she'll hear what they actually say, you know? Right. And all so, you hear is uh, they're amputating my foot and I can't yeah, fucking yeah, exactly. breathe I'll anymore. Come out, I'll come out and I'm, oh like, God. I'm like, guys, I'm like, guys, let's all come <laughs> over and have a last supper before I die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm dramatic as fuck. What can I say, you know? So, uh... <laughs> So and so you're, like, for the record, you're going in tomorrow. I'm going in tomorrow. From, so I'm this podcast will be released tomorrow when you're in surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm, yeah. Going, when I'm getting admitted into the into hospital is when this podcast will get released. Yeah. 12 hours yeah. right now. So basically what happened is I ripped my tendon. 
in my foot. Oh, man. So I ripped my big toe tendon and basically, like, my big toe's, like, separating from my foot because the tendons hold you together, you know? Yeah, I know. It's fucking gnarly. So, and then uh, they're going to put a screw in my foot to bring it together so that the tendon will re-grab, you know, doctors off, you know. Brooke, I'll give you $5 to lick that toe when you see Are you going to set off metal detectors now for the rest of your life? I mean, probably. See, the thing is, though, is that, like, my ankle, my ankle sets off the TSA fucking circle thing. I've never had surgery, ever. I've (laughs) never had surgery, ever. It's my first time. And my ankle has, like, always, I've always been like, what the fuck is this? Your ankle? Yeah, my ankle. How do you know it's your ankle? Because when I, because like, you know, you put your hands up and the fucking thing goes swoosh, swoosh. Yeah. You know, like fucking, you know, and I'm over there and then I go over and they're like, what's in your ankle? I'm like, what the fuck do you mean what's in my ankle? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, my fucking ankle's in my ankle. John, do you wear a charm bracelet around your ankle? (laughs) Yeah, there could be something, dude. Your ankle? Oh, man. So, so it's the first surgery of my life. It's the first oh, time I've ever been put under anesthesia. Um, like, so wait, is this like an outpatient thing where you're going to be done a few hours yeah, later? I'll be, I'll be home. I'll be home tomorrow. tomorrow okay, night. good. And then I'm just going to fucking lay in bed <laughs> for the weekend. I actually just got a delivery of edibles mm. for my, uh, you know... <clears throat> For my shit, edibles to get me through. So, what, is, yeah, what are the chances how, those are actually going to last until tomorrow? Yeah, they will know, last right? tomorrow. They will last till yeah. tomorrow. I actually, find no shimer. Maybe the doctor are calling me. Let's see who it is. Hello? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, see? Real. You know, the, yeah. the, the last phone conversation that Johnny and I had was the last thing we said to each other was like, Hey, let's start uh, going, meeting up and going on walks like in yeah. the evening. Remember that, John? We were yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're like we'll, we'll catch up. We'll talk about heavy stuff, PMA, and we'll we'll just walk a few blocks and uh, and buddy it up. And we said, yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. We'll do that like once a week. Blah blah blah. And then y- if you didn't want to do that, dude, you didn't have to like hobble <laughs> yourself to get out of it, or you didn't have to get all misery on the situation. You could just told me. You know, he's over, he's over there with the sledgehammer. He's all, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, uh, dude I'm going to be there. I want to be there tomorrow to pick your ass up and film yeah. some anesthesia, John. That's what I want to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, thankfully, thankfully, my mom is picking me up. Oh, no, I already she, talked to her. I'm coming, bro. It's happening. Will, you think not, she will not uh, record me or anything like that. Breath. But, I mean, I have to admit I am a little freaked out by the anesthesia. I am. Yeah. I'm like, like. And, you know, like, I've liked to party in my days. You know what I mean? There would have been a time in my life where I'd be like, bring it on. Load it up. (laughs) Load it up. You know what I mean? And now I'm kind of like, I don't know. That's kind of freaky. Like, It's a weird thing. You'll you'll be fine, bud. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure I will be. I just try to, like, not uh, freak myself out. Yeah. yeah, only you would blow out your foot like three days before your actual birthday. You know what I mean? If I went over to your house, you're, you know, trying to off-road through your backyard. <laughs> it was pretty Root good. in that thing. Dude, but the thing is, the 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 I bought I bought this knee scooter off of an old dude in L.A. 
And like literally like the day after, like went, after I went to urgent care, that's the only thing I went, I drove to LA. I was like, I could go to ride the next day, but I was like, you know what? I need to get this thing now. And this knee scooter has been the best thing ever. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. He just, ha- he just has to lock the hubs when he goes in the backyard. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so good. Yeah. I, I would go come to his house to go do, we're going to record a podcast. And he's like, hey, man, I'm going to be about 20 minutes late. I'm like, where are you? He's like, I had to go to L.A. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing in L.A., dude? You just pulled out your leg. You know? <laughs> I come back, he's fucking high-tailing it with the, with the adult-sized knee scooter, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's uh, – I mean, but they, I mean, dude, I've been going to the – like, I went to the hospital the other day for like – oh, I got a COVID test. Oh, okay. I got a COVID test. There we go. Okay, so well, I had to go get a fucking COVID test at a county mm-hmm. hospital. A- antibody or the regular one? Oh, the fucking the nostril one through the nose, dude. I didn't even feel it. Are really? you a negative? Or if, or do you have the results yet? I should. I don't know if I should worry that I didn't feel it <laughs> or not. You know what I mean? Like, or I'm like, you know, like, but like, it, it you want you want John Numskull, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but uh, but uh, I went. Did you get the results? No, they said that. Uh, they said that if. It, the if I if I hear from them, it's bad. Yeah. So they pull you aside. They're all no one has this. We're fucking with everybody. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I mean, you wouldn't be having surgery if you had it, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So yeah. they would, uh, yeah. you know, it's a uh, yeah. So I got my COVID test. I think we're. I think we're. I think I'm good. Good. See, you know what, man? Though I, I want the antibody test. I want to know if I had it. You know what I mean? Right. Then I'll feel like a real champ if I know I already had it. You know? I mean, we got really sick at the very beginning of this. So did Rosie, I. Yeah, Rosie thinks she had it, dude. My, you know, Rosie and my wife. And uh, yeah, Johnny, Johnny Marson and I both in uh, like January were just laid out sick, like, like fucking sick. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, thinking, yeah. like, hey, I, this is like, we're this is not very normal, like how right. sick we're, so. But I don't want to walk around saying like I think I I don't I don't know. But I, we're yeah. definitely definitely feeling something for sure back then. So I don't know. I guess that's it. I guess it wouldn't be the worst thing if we did and you know had the antibodies. Well, and then it's like okay, so you have the antibodies. Can you get it again? I don't. You know all those things. But it would be nice to know if I actually had it. I'd feel a little more invincible. You know? Yeah. I don't. But I don't even feel. <laughs> I don't feel like this shit is just. It's getting to be a lot. You yeah, know? like where it's like, where like okay today today I actually went out. I had my roommate take me to this uh this like outdoor restaurant place because I was just I really wanted to try this place and I'm like I'm gonna go crazy because I've been home for the last like four days, you know, except going to the hospital, you know, mm-hmm. and I know I'm about to be home a lot. So anyways, went out today and it's like, you know, I was of like I'm of the thought that. It makes sense that hot air, you know what I mean? Like hot weather slows something like this down. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, listen, when Trump said it in fucking whatever March, I wanted to kill him. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, this is the stupidest thing you could be saying right now. Like how, you know, or whatever the fuck he said it. But then it's like, as the hot weather came around, I'm like, I understand that it can slow it down. And the fact that it doesn't feel like it's slowing down. Yeah, right, scary. Is... Yeah really scary like yeah. I mean, well, that's we, isn't, you know what i mean like i just want to be like where's all my flu homies at now <laughs> and I'm all my worst in the fucking flu homies. this isn't no worse than the flu like 
where are those people at? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I almost feel like I should have started, like, I wish I went and commented on every single person's, this isn't, this is no worse than the flu. So that next year when their memory pops up and it goes, you commented on fucking this. I'm like, oh, you fucking idiot. Fuck you. I just wanted to remind you how fucking stupid you are. Yeah. Yeah, it's a trip, dude. I mean, getting back from, I just got back from camping for four days. You know, we were at the Kern River and, I mean, and Kern County is, you know, well, obviously Bakersfield's a different animal, but up there, I mean, it was a hundred fucking degrees every single day. And I mean, you're, you know, you're supposed to be wearing a mask in the store, but no one is. I mean, no one is at all. <laughs> you know, it's, and there's not that many people. I mean, there's people around you and camping and all that, but, you know, the numbers I'm sure are so small up there, but you, I could see how the heat, man, like, how could you, how could anything live on a in, surface like that? You know what I mean? Like, in a like, place like that, in a know? place like that, I get it. But also, it doesn't mean, I don't think that it lives out. Do you know what yeah. I mean? The people that have it are there. Right. It could, yeah, very well could be. You know, so you got a lot of out of towners, a lot of drunk kids on the river. You know what I mean? That The whole deal, you know, that was, yeah. you know, just being white trash water rafting, you know, <laughs> like white water rafting down the river. It was awesome, man. I took the kids down. Yeah. Took the kids down some fucking rapids, you know, gave them the Kasamas hello. <laughs> like, this is so sketchy. Uh huh. You're ready now. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Man. You can hold your breath for 30 seconds. It's scientifically right. proven. I'm like, if a rock pulls you under, I loved you. I've always loved you. <laughs> I can't do nothing. <laughs> you know? I'm going to float on your back. Float on your back. And then when it gets cold, Swim to the side. That's all I got. <laughs> you know, that was my they old deal. Side. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had life vests and the whole deal. It was a lot better than my old man gave me, dude. Yeah. You know, my old man gave me a white water rafting trip I'll never forget in my life, dude. You know, it was incredible. I can't imagine. This is the same yeah. guy that has a cannon on his property. Right. Yeah. He said, yeah. Uh, cannons. I've caught him scuba diving in a fucking uh, three-foot blow-up kiddie pool with a harpoon gun. You know what I mean? He's done all sorts of crazy shit, dude. Whoa, that's a <laughs> yeah, when, we were, when I was a kid, we went, my dad goes, hey, we're camping at Kearney's. go, you want to go whitewater rafting? I'm all, yeah, I'm 10. Totally. What is that? I have no idea. You know what I mean? So I'm, st- I'm stoked. I know. I'm all, uh-huh. Whatever it is, yep. And so he's all right. <laughs> and so it's blowing up this fucking raft, you know, like Walmart special, you know? <laughs> And it's just big enough to lay in. Like, he can lay on his stomach, and he's holding on to the edge. And he goes, get on. And I'm all, on what? On you? Like, on you? I get on top. So I'm on top of him. I'm laying on him. And I'm chunky. And I'm 10. And I, I have zero upper arm strength. And so we're fucking going. And it's, I mean, it's sketchy, bro. I mean, it's sketchy. It's not even upper kern. It's like lower kern. You know what I mean? Like, where everyone dies. <laughs> and so we're fucking you know, we're diving underwater and flying around, I'm holding on for dear life, right? And so finally it gets calm and then we just see like this plateau, you know, and you're like I, I, I'm starting to panic, you know what I mean? Because it's just, I know it's something, it's a drop there's a drop, you know? There are little little falls there, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's that three, four foot, it wasn't massive but big enough, you know what I mean, to where when you hit, if you sink, you're going under so anyway, we go off, bam, I hit, I bounce off of his back, and I land in the water, and now we're in the rapids, and I'm being drugged 
down the fucking rapids. And I'm holding on to the eighth inch rope that's around the fucking thing. And my old man's trying to grab me and he's going, get the boat, pussy. He's called me pussy. <laughs> and I'm crying. <laughs> I finally get to the, out of the rapids. I'm all bruised up, dude. I get to the side of the ball. You mother fucker. And I just like cuss him out at like 10 years old. <laughs> When I was uh, when I was so like good. when I was a kid, my uncle my uncle always had a boat and jet skis and stuff like that. We'd always meet like they live in Colorado. We'd always meet like at the river or the lake. We go Lake Powell a lot. Mm-hmm. But then a few times we'd go out to like Carpinteria and we'd launch launch the boat out there. Mm-hmm. And we would tube. I would tube out in the ocean, <laughs> like straight up, like behind, <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. behind a boat, like lake tubing. Yeah, and. uh we would go, they would take us out beyond the oil, oil rigs, <clears throat> like on an inner tube, just fucking, <laughs> you know, like miles out, miles out, just so miles good. out. There's so many about like, an uncle from the 80s, bro. And it's, like, well, it's, it's my uncle and my dad, it's my right, uncle and my yeah, dad, of course, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's weird, I haven't really, I haven't had a great relationship with this uncle in like almost 20 years. I wonder, I wonder why, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think but, you uh, just had a breakthrough, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know this was that Zoom meeting. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, so anyways, so fucking like, and I'm just like, look, we go straight when we're out here. Straight. Utah Jazz straight. Fucking, <laughs> so uh, we go out beyond the oil rig, beyond the oil rig, go out. You know, there's the, the big seal, elephant seals that are on the tubs out there. And uh, okay, cool. Let's go back. We come back, come like half a mile back. And then they start, just do, they just do just a little whip loop, just, just whip me around, and I fucking, you know, fall. I'm out in the middle of the fucking ocean, like the middle of the fucking ocean, just like, you know, and like, you know, like I see, I see the the red flag go up, you know, whoever's yeah. in the back with the red flag, like, mm-hmm. you know, and it comes back around, and I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm so fucking scared. It's so fucking terrifying, scared, dude. Know? I've died in, I've almost died in a boat. I don't know how many fucking times. Start, you know, fucking start swimming back, and like they get like 150, 200 feet away from me, and they turn off the engine. They turn off the engine, and they make me swim <laughs> all the way to them. Just like, just like, and they're just like, it's like my cousins, my dad, my uncle, everyone's just like, oh, and they're like, oh, what's that behind you? What's that behind you? I turn around and there's literally something behind me. (laughs) There's literally something back there. And I'm just like, oh my fucking God, dude. Oh my fucking God. I love it, dude. You know, and uh, so that's, you know, yeah, that shit fucking sucks. I, I I can't believe tomorrow's your first surgery. Tomorrow's my first surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had a surgery. Uh yeah, I like I said I I even asked my doctor I'm like can we just do like a local can you like numb my leg but then I'm like ah, I might as well get a free buzz out of it. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be awake for them peeling your skin open and shit. Dude, no way. And my uh my brother my uh, half brother yeah. is a is a physician's assistant in orthopedics, and every once in a while he knows I don't like it. I don't like watching shit like that, dude. I can watch yeah. like Doctor Pimple Popper or something, but like. He'll send me a picture of a foot. I'm all, ah! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I'm all, oh, I can't stop looking. 
<laughs> you know, you just can't, like, I mean, it's disgusting, dude. Like, yeah. The shit they do in a surgery, you're like, get the fuck out of here. So, yeah, dude, yes. like, if you play with the tendon, like, the foot or the fingers are like, <laughs> you're like, no, dude, no. No, no, yeah, no. So it's uh, it's gonna be uh, it'll be fine. I'm not, you know, I'm like I said, I'm so, uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, I, I, Dave, I just remember I've always loved you, man. I. All right, R.I.P. John. R.I.P. R.I.P. J.S. Uh, it'll be really weird on this podcast tomorrow if I fucking die. We should do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so bad. Oh, yeah. Brooke, you had any surgeries, major injuries? You had a surgery? Um, I when I was young, I had like uh, I I had like a ear, an inner ear surgery. I had like you know tonsils out, stuff like that. As far as yeah. like broken bones, it's never been that bad. I broke my uh, heel. I broke my my uh, leg down by my ankle. Broke my nose. Not a bone, but um i mean is was it yeah it's not nothing it's just time takes care of it so yeah. you know i mean johnny you're you're uncomfortable you're in pain now that's gonna go away you're getting yourself fixed it'll, it'll yeah. be fun yeah yeah, yeah yeah it'll be fine i've uh I, I mean i've had to do a lot of accepting in this lot in this this year of my life <laughs> yeah so you know it's, it's uh it's definitely i mean of accepting shit that's out of your control for sure i mean my end i mean my entire life has changed yeah. Like career, house, family, fucking, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, this has been the year of my year of let, like basically relinquishing what little bit of control I thought I had, what control I thought I had. I really have no control. So this is just kind of like another thing. And it's actually been kind of like, it's actually, I mean, it's all good lessons are hard. All hard lessons are good lessons. Otherwise they're pointless lessons. That's yeah. a good attitude. Yeah. So like that. that's kind of been like my attitude about everything, you know? Good. So, and this is kind of another one of them. I'm just like, okay, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, listen to me. I'm like complaining about getting a, 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 a screw in my foot. And there's people that have been through so much worse. Yeah, that's true. So, all, that's all, that's all good. I like hearing, hearing yeah. that attitude for all that stuff that's try to keep worse, man you could be you know what I mean? like trust me i lose i lose my ways during the week of having that attitude but that is like the attitude that i try to live live in you know in not a failing grade you know 70 70 percent or better yeah well yeah. and and there's something to at least to look forward to i hear baseball is going to be coming back Oh yes, baseball is coming yeah. back. Right? We haven't July, talked about this in July or something. Yeah, July. Okay, yeah, twenty third or fourth or something. Dude, we are going to. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Are they going to be doing like people at the games yeah. or nothing? Yeah. No empty stadiums. Empty stadium. I mean, that's wild. I'm, I'm amazed. Like, I think it's dumb. I like the first idea that they had, or not. I don't know if it was the first idea. But the idea that I liked the best was, which would never work now because of how stupid everyone is, was 10 teams in Florida, 10 teams in Texas, 10 mm -hmm. teams in Arizona. Because mm -hmm. basically, <clears throat> in those three areas, there's enough mm -hmm. professional fields that are close enough to each other yeah. where, like, those teams play each other. And then, you know, it, uh, it would be, like, 
there'd be like three bubbles around the country where all the teams could get their their shit done. The regional, yeah, it would just be regional. You wouldn't have to fly. You fucking take buses. You know what I mean? Like you. So are they are they doing now? What's what did they settle on? I don't know. I just heard they they're reopening. They haven't haven't even come out. They haven't even come out with it. Like basically, sixty games. Sixty games uh, starts July twenty fourth. Uh, spring, uh, whatever, summer training starts up July 1st. Mm-hmm. And uh, they haven't, there's DHs in both league designated hitters. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. But I mean, but for the, for the sake of, for the sake of a 60 game thing. Is that what they're doing? Only 60 games? 60 games. Yeah. When they wow. play 182. That's 162, crazy, dude. Yeah. They, they, baseball. Plays 162 games in 182 calendar days. It's insane, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, think about all that traveling. Oh, it's insane. I top you know, of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like where it's like, you're just like, I imagine, like, it must be, I mean, I get it. Cause like for nine months, you're just like, dude, just like, wake up, go. All right, dude, go. You know, there, well, you know that because that traveling has such a huge effect on your immune system and your, you know what I mean? Your overall tiredness. Yeah. I know I'm sure they're all on privates and it's fucking probably fine. No, you know? I mean, no, but, it's like, if, know, anything, it's they have a jet. if anything, they're just, they're just chartered. Yeah. You know, but it's not going to be uncomfortable, but, but I don't no. think to see like them playing, you know what I mean? Like with no crowd and all that. Cause I've been watching UFC, you know, I, I watch UFC a lot. And they're the only fucking things that's been going on. I mean, yeah. but there's no crowds at all. And it's crazy yeah, yeah. to watch, dude, because yeah. it makes golf's the fight so much more intense, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Korean Baseball League, yeah. they put, uh, they put like, stuffed animals in the seats. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> fucking best. That's right, like, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, when I, I think, like, if I live in the wrong country. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Because, like, like and, and it's based purely on my fucking uh, – the fact that Korean baseball teams put stuffed animals in their seats. And they're like, this is and fucking – they're a huge like, K-pop basically, like, like, I just want that – I mean, I just want that frame of mind. I want that freedom. You know what I mean? I want to know that, that free thought of just going, like, what are you bummed out about? It's just a fucking <laughs> yeah. top square pants sitting behind home plate. Yeah. Well, hey, Johnny, do you think that they're, with these new rules, they're kind of putting their toe in the water to see if, like, this can set well, some sort of precedent for like, next season or whatever, then go, well, we did it then, and so now we're going to implement this, and that's the way it is now. I mean, I think uh, I think the extra innings things, yes. Did you see what they're doing, the extra innings? Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think – I think that it would start later, but, I mean, like – I, I mean, I get it with just with like, I understand changing those types of rules for the fact of staying relevant. Do you know what I mean? Like I will always, I think, I think stuff needs to always progress in some way, shape or form. Otherwise you're going to get left behind. You know what I mean? And baseball, as much as I would not agree with it, and as much as I'm like, I love fucking 18 inning games and 19 inning games. I understand why people don't. Are they stopping that? No. Well, what they're doing is basically like they're gonna start. So like, game a game is nine innings. 
And in the 10th inning, when you go to bat, your team starts with a player, a runner on second base. Oh, weird. So, like, basically the advantage along. Just kind of I remember, dude, watching that uh, that last World Series of the Dodgers and that game that went to whatever, it was 14, 15 fucking innings, you know? I was like, oh, no, this was brutal. I mean, I, and I'm not a diehard fucking baseball fan, you know what I mean? So it was it was rough I to mean, watch a, a four-hour, four-and-a-half-hour fucking game, you know? like It's a it's a thing of, um, you know, do you what do you do to stay relevant? Because you have to – I've always said adapt or die in everything. I think I think that baseball has this perceived problem, and they try to uh, to remain classic. Their their main I don't know if it's the commissioner's office or what, but for for the last like decade or so, they keep saying they need to to up the pace and to make games a little bit shorter. But I don't know any diehard baseball fans that want that want that. No. I think what they're trying to do is reach out to the people who are kind of on the fence of liking but, baseball or not liking baseball. But what I, what I think it is it's too long. What what I think it is is um the people the the people that are into that are older. You know what I mean? Like people that are under thirty five, like unless they're like playing baseball or like just really really into it, they, there's no casual fans. Mm-hmm. And I think they're trying to get the casual fans. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, I you have to look at the excitement of basketball, and you know, all the others. Like you know, basketball is way more jump up. You know, you're you're cheering the whole game. Yeah. Baseball, you can miss the first pitch of the game, and you miss the entire game. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. They could hit a home run on the first pitch of the game. And that was it. all the action. What do they say that the average play time is like 15, 20 minutes or something uh, like of, of actual action in a game? You know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, well, I, I can watch, I watch a condensed game. Like, I have, a, I have an app that does baseball games. And when the game's over, I can watch a condensed baseball game in 10 minutes. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, it's, you I, know. I, I appreciate the game because I, I can put them on. And I can, you know, kind of keep pay attention and do some shit. And you know they're yeah. going to replay it about six million times if something happens, yeah. you know, because they have that option. Or it's like if you're watching football, basketball, anything else, I mean, you you blink and it's like, oh, what I mean, the fuck? <laughs> you miss the whole – the one cool play of the game, you know, like. With baseball, with baseball that I've always loved and respected is that it's a grind. It is, yeah. It's fucking like – it's not it's, – it's, it's not the end of the world today. And it's, you know, and it's not the end of the world tomorrow. You'll live to fight another day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because you got 180 like, more fucking games to play. You know? yeah, each, each, each game is a grind. Right. The table yeah. is a grind. Yeah. And the yeah. season is a grind. Yeah, <laughs> I right. mean, everything about it is the long I mean, think about it. I mean, baseball is a game of failure, as I always say. Mm-hmm. The, best, the best players in baseball, the best, like, players, <laughs> all of fame, Hall of Fame players. They get a hit fail, every, every third at fail bat. seven yeah. out of ten times. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Those are the best. That's like fucking all-star. Like fucking Hero all-star. status. Like, like yeah. yo, you, you, you played an entire career and you failed seven out of ten times. Mm-hmm. Here, you'd be immortalized for the rest of your life. Yeah. And you do, you are, you and are. And not only that, you had to be on steroids to do it. 
Well, if, you're a player, if you're a player and you fail eight out of ten times, eh. You'd be okay. You're like, eh, you're, you're decent. Yeah. That's you know so I mean? funny, man. Yeah. But, like, but the fact is, is that, is that a baseball player gets, what is it? Uh, let's see here. 160 games, say three at bat, like 500 at bats a year, or between four and 500 at bats a year. So when you do four, 500, 500 at bats, seven out of 10 out of 500, you know. Yeah. What is that? Like 70, 70% of 500, that's, uh, I mean. Uh, We're going to see Shimer's math skills right now. Huh? Oh, you want to see my math skills? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just okay. kidding. No, I, I get what you're saying, uh, though. But you know what I mean? 30, it's, it's, uh, three, three, three and a half. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.
No, it's crazy. It's a, it's weird. It's weird. I understand exactly. What you're yeah, saying. it's yeah, it's it's tough because it's definitely the most important thing, culturally, socially, psychologically, everything, all all everything that you that I'm that I've been feeling over this, and you just want to be able to vent or, right, be around some positive people that want to make some change, you know, and yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty it's pretty rough. But again, like you know, we have social media, we have we're all in pretty good communication about stuff. We everyone feels our circle of friends feels that we can talk to each other about stuff and it's not like you're kind of sitting at home bumping into the corner or anything like that. Right. I mean, yeah. There are ways to share. Um so yeah, no, it's all it's all super super important. I, I yeah, feel it's it's a trip because you can't you know you can't like obviously not you know not everyone's gonna get there in march and shit but you know what what it is what is cool is that like we were talking about this at at your party is like you know this is not news to us you know i mean that the police are beating the fuck out of black people daily and getting away from it you know i mean growing up in punk rock you see that shit all the time we get treated like shit i mean obviously black people get treated way worse but you know it's not None of this is a surprise, you know, but what is surprising is the overwhelming response to be people being fucking done with it, you know what I mean? And I love oh, that, dude. I oh, love that. Really, I love really that. Cool to hate cops now. I know, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry, well, you've seen Shimer's lair of this town <laughs> right now, damn it. <laughs> yeah. I've been know? in more trouble with police with this fucking guy. And no, we have not gotten a single ticket. Well, I know, but we have not gotten a lot of time wasted in the back of a fucking yeah. cop car. Yeah. They've just known how yeah. much, uh, how much love I have for them. Well, yeah, it's it's like we're going somewhere, and all of a sudden there's a cop, and guess what? We're gonna be forty five minutes fucking late because Shimer's gonna talk some shit. Gonna say <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, you know, and that's the funny part is like, it's like, dude, no, this no, it's not news to any of us. You know, what I mean, it's like, yeah. and I'm, yeah, I'm glad the world is finally starting to be done. And I think honestly, it took something like us being stuck in our houses for four months, you know, to really be pent up enough to be like, fuck this, dude, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, you're seeing it. now, but you're seeing now with fucking black people being hung. You know what I mean? Like, have you seen that starting to happen all around? One in Lancaster. Victorville, yeah. fucking Georgia happened the other day. Literally a black dude hanging from a noose. Like yeah. and and then every single time the cops go, we don't we don't we think it was suicide. It's like, oh yeah, he fucking hung himself ten foot in the air. Okay. Sure, dude. There's no sis, like systemic fucking racism at all in the police department, right? That's what we're saying. You know what I mean? Like, the fuck out of here, dude. You know, it's just it's infuriating to watch, you know. I mean you, you can't take away you take away 35 million people's jobs and then you fucking piss them off. Like, where are yeah. you? Like, I yeah, don't think it's good. I think it's good. This dude. Ending any t- I don't think, I think this is the new norm. The protest or the protesting how the yeah. world is like, this is just, well, it's good. It's what we need, man. It's I mean, what we need. We need to get people out in the streets and people voicing their opinions and saying exactly what they think is fucked up. You know what I mean? Cause I mean, my you know, my kids are are absolutely involved. You know what I mean, and it's going to be their fucking world. And no amount of my old good old boy country shit is going to last another thirty years. You know what I mean? It's just not. It's it's just not going to fucking last. So get over it. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> I don't know what to tell anybody anymore. It's like 
can't get over it, dude. It's not going to be your place no more, you know? Uh, yeah, rip rip the statues down. <laughs> yeah, know, that, that's another weird one. People were pissed about the statues, you know? It's like, yeah, you know, like, someone was, was like, hey, dude, if you rolled into a fucking town and saw a gigantic statue of fucking Hitler and you yeah. wanted it ripped down and people were like, that's my heritage! <laughs> Everyone would be like, I'm what the like, fuck the is like, wrong with you? I have never I mean? learned. I've never learned a single thing from a statue. Yeah. It's a fucking statue. And then, do you know that most of them were put up in the fucking civil rights era? Yeah, as reaction. You know, yeah. as a reaction to the fucking you know black people trying to become equals. So yeah. it's like they weren't there for since the eighteen hundreds or the seventeen hundreds. Yeah. They were shitty bronze statues that were put up as like a big fuck you to the black people marching. You know what I mean? So yeah. Fuck those statues. Rip them down. You know what I mean? Replace them with musicians and artists and people that actually fucking benefited the culture. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, everyone stole from black culture their whole lives. You blues music, rock and roll, fucking fashion, all these things. You know what I mean? Like, and now, you know, it, it's just, it's like, fuck these guys, dude. I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm so done, like, having to figure out how to tiptoe around these morons all day, you know? It really pisses me off when I think about yeah, it. Well, well, like you said, with your, you know, with your kids, and like, it's a uh, only positive stuff will come from those things being gone. Whether we kind of <clears throat> immediately realize it, or slowly realize it, or one day realize it ten years from now, um, you know, like, let me let me give you a really bad allegory, if you don't mind. I do bad allegories all the time. Yeah, you're, you're famous for them. When I was a, when I was growing up in Ventura, California, there was a store downtown Main Street. Oh, I already know where you're going. Yeah, totally. And big sign out front. Most of my life. Oh right? yeah. Retarded Children's. Mm-hmm. That was the name of the store. Retarded Children's. Yeah. Store. When I was growing up, that was the cultural word for you know challenged people down syndrome might have been the medical term but everything else that was just it and i didn't know it was bad it probably wasn't bad it wasn't bad until, then. until a point yeah. otherwise ventura wouldn't have that store but i'd had my only link to that was that fucking sign on that store mm-hmm. and so obviously some time goes by and they realize that oh wait this is this is offending a group of people. This is terrible. This is really bad. We're hurting people with this. And they got smart, maybe a little bit too late, I'm assuming, but they took a, it down. A lot changed. too late. Yeah. They, they yeah. changed it. And when they did that, I realized for the first time, like, oh, that was bad. And I'm going to personally stop doing that. When that, when that right. store changed its name. And these people that sit there and say, well, you got to have a statue because you got to recognize the bad history with the good history. There's no such thing as all good history. That's the biggest giant pile of bullshit I've ever heard in my well, life. Well, most history yeah. is bad. Most yeah. history is terrible. I mean, yeah. You know what you I mean? Don't, you, don't, you don't celebrate it. You, like, you don't need is, it. You don't need to don't celebrate it. it. But your kids don't see that sign. It's gone. So no. They don't have that link, and they're not walking around using that word because they think it's culturally okay because there's no one ever told them that it wasn't because they're not a – fucking huge sign downtown in our town dude you know when we would have bands stay at your house or my house or john's house or whatever 
we would go always downtown, go to the thrift store, show them Vallarta, the Ventura, yeah, the Vallarta, we'll go get some burritos, you know, give them some good California burritos. And every single fucking time they'd look at that sign and go, is this, is this seriously called the retarded children's thrift store? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, click, 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 click. click. <laughs> Like everyone's yeah. taking pictures in front of it, and it was—it was like that for years until they finally took that sign down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Way after they changed the name of the actual organization, and way after they did a million things. You know, it took them a long time to realize it. But you're right. I mean, if I said retarded around my kids, they would—it—you it, know—they would gasp in horror. Yeah. Unless, I mean, and can we all agree that we're allowed to call flat earthers retarded? I mean, that's the only one I want to hold on to, dude. Because there are retarded things. I mean. If you're going to stand here and tell me the Earth's flat, you're fucking retarded, dude. I don't know what I to mean, tell you. Uh, uh, you don't have Down uh, syndrome. Uh, I just heard you're fucking... I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. That's the one thing I want to hold it for. Can we just replace it to being flat earthers? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like when, some, when some moron starts to tell you, oh, I'm not sold on the globe, you're like, so you're retarded? Well, like, yo, bummer, man. <laughs> earthers, flat earthers. Yeah, I like the other one. I like the other version. I like calling them flat. Earthers. Let's start a thing. Yeah. Whenever we don't like someone, we're gonna call them a flat earther. Well, earther. Yeah. <laughs> earther. Yeah. Earther. Earther. No, yeah. I don't earther. know. It's just it, you know that word is a great word. Oh my god. Yeah, does it flirther. mean? Listen, no. I'm gonna make flirther a thing. Flirther. Trending. Get that trending, John. Flirther. Get it oh, trending we'll get, in this motherfucker. We'll get that yeah. shit. Okay. Anyway, Brooke, would you do us the honor and kind of give us a little bit of a fucking tour of the place? Show us some of your show favorite us, pieces. Actually, show, do, 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 is, is the first, is Andy's piece up? Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. so let's see Andy's piece. Okay. Let's see your current favorite, because I know it will adjust it changes daily yeah it change okay. over time and then just give us some greatest hits man we want to see the place you know this will be yeah. good and give us okay. your newest no one gets okay, to see it. this place unless you're there the first one current favorite and the newest okay I'm, I'll, I'll do like a a, a quick hit tour yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, and we can see other stuff too you can tell us other stuff you know and but. for those of you listening um this is going to be really fun <laughs> Right. We'll give hey, you a description. Listening. Yeah. Of course, the light bulb's out. So we'll see if it's too dark here. Uh, here's one wall. This is a uh, our good friend Drake Zoso from LA. Um, this is John Stitch from the Bay Area. That's actually my old pet rabbit um, with a with a crown with an eighty six in it. Um, oh my gosh, man! This is uh, Chris Imana. Uh, Dave Burke, who's a big, big uh, lowbrow artist, and then over here we've got KRK Ryden, who's uh, wonderful. You know, one thing I learned after kind of striking a friendship with uh, KRK Ryden over the years is that he actually designed the Mystic Records logo. Oh, oh really? Yeah, in the in the early '80s. I didn't did know he, that. Did he did he get paid by Doug Moody? <laughs> <laughs> did anyone get paid by Doug Moody? No, um, no. Anthony Osgang. Yeah, geez. So, okay, we'll 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 do this. Can you guys see? Yeah, the, the light's a different color over here. This is a really cool piece from uh, Danny Fitz. If you're into black metal, some goats. Oh yeah. Brian Walsby did a black flag piece. It's got a glare. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Melissa Bays did this really trippy, awesome. That was Melissa's? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, Up here, Andy Proctor actually did several pieces. This is one. It's not the the first one that we talked about. Alice Pessoara from the Bay Area. This is uh, Jason Alexander Cruz, Johnny. Oh, that's my boy. Did that piece. This is from a guy named Kinch, who's awesome. He's from Alaska. That's one of of my favorite ones right there. That one? Yeah, he's great. He's a nice guy. Uh, Luke McAuliffe did this one. Stacy Land did this big piece here. She's uh, she's one of the big early uh, juxtaposed scenesters. Um, got the oh, how about we'll show you the bathroom with the uh, uh yeah, is it? Oh, yeah, the, there you go. The gold, gold album for the heavy metal soundtrack, yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, it's an important piece, yeah, it is. I love that. Um, I've got, stared at that so many times as I peed on your <laughs> toilet seat. <laughs> I got to rethink moving that thing now. Yeah, I didn't That's pee good. on it. Spread it disease all over the place. Uh, this is, okay, so this is Andy Proctor's first piece. Do you see it, the count? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice. Did the sound go Is there 80? No, you're good. Is there 86 bats in it? The hallway. Nice. I think the sound goes out the farther down the hall I go. So ah, okay. sorry about that. Um, this is Matt Linares. He's up in the Portland yeah. area. I love the wooden robots, man. Yeah, yeah. That dude is he, a beast. He did another piece over there. He actually grew up in this area. He grew up in Oxnard. Okay, um, really? And I didn't meet him until he was already up north, so that was kind of a small world type of thing. Uh, Jared Eastman from uh, Montana. What's that? How many pieces are in the 86 house? Do you know? About 270, I think. Okay. Maybe like 275 right this, at this point. The last time I did a count was around 270. Nice. Um, Dennis Warden, I love the pieces. This piece right there, that's um, Ron English did a painting over a Daniel Johnson drawing. You know, Daniel Johnson, oh, the musician. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's rad. Um, probably a little bit dark. Sorry, that's Michael Hassar. I love that that's, piece, dude. That's a classic. He did the um, he did the painting on the cover of Army of Darkness, the, mm-hmm. the you know, Evil Dead Three. Nice, um, dude. You gotta, Man, you gotta that? get that fucking DVD set away from that Derek Hess piece, man. I know, I know. Well, I didn't know I was gonna be giving a virtual tour. Well, I know, ah. but yeah, in general. Ah. That Mega Man piece was in Nintendo Power magazine once. Yeah. Yeah, yep. pretty cool. There's another Matt Linares. This is a Tim Bisco piece that's um, the newest piece. And uh, Tim's that's nice. that's awesome. Cool. I, I just, I love him to pieces. He's one of the best known, you know, like lowbrow artists ever been. He's just okay, such a so, so uh, as we mentioned before, every piece has an 86 in it. What is the hardest 86 to find in any of the pieces? Or the one, um, it's, it's I think, near you, it's near you. I think that would be probably the Stacy Land piece, just off the top of my head. Okay. Um, it's actually, it's so hard to find. Dinner pussy. Oh. It's right there. Can you kind of see that? No. It's but I, I know it's you there. can if you're looking at it. I'm sure yeah, it's there. there. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It's there. Listen, it's there. We're not going to get up close. And that's, you know, that's, uh, that's a cool thing. I mean, this is, Mike Estes did this big giant piece here at the plane. Oh, man. Got um, there's even stuff in the 
you know, the bathrooms. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's something to see <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, it really is. For those of you who haven't been there, I, at least you get a glimpse because there is a billion videos of YouTube and of us at the house playing around, messing around and stuff. But um, yeah, you never really get to appreciate it unless you see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. That's the Eric White piece that, uh, like I mentioned earlier, kind of kicked off the the whole thing um, right. as far as the big name stuff you know mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i could uh i could spend all day doing that but uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah there's a story behind it well hopefully you know you you get them all on instagram and facebook and i know you've yeah. been posting a lot lately so yeah yeah where, cool. where can people follow this house follow you find your bands all that stuff give us um, the, give us the lowdown well the instagram um if you go to my account which is four score and six um there's almost all the art is that you find photos of it there maybe not all of it but i'd say almost all of it there is a facebook page for the 86 gallery that has all of it um and then for the band there's the spires spires hq on instagram and then uh just the spires on facebook um and then me and, then well, and you guys when, when is your record coming out the spires record do you know you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just about done, mm-hmm. and then it'll be mastered. But then, I, I mean, I got to imagine record pressing places of plants are, uh, yeah, are they even fired back up at this point? I'm not even. Yeah, I'm they not. are. I mean, we're we're getting our records. Uh, I think you should come out Friday, so we're, oh. we're getting our suit. They're up and running again, but uh, you know, I don't know how what the capacity is. You know. So. Yeah, I think we'll probably just cross that bridge when we get there. It's like you yeah. said, there's no, there's no timeline. Right, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll, we won't be playing music again for the next two years, probably. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I would say ho- hopefully, realistically, maybe like the end of the year, something like that. Just, just nice. by the time someone masters it and assuming that the record plant's going to have a longer lead time than yeah. normal, probably something, yeah. I don't know, somewhere. Around. All right, brother. Well, I love you, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for doing this, Brooks. I love I love you guys more. Yeah. That was fun.